When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Okay, your mic is on. But I don't hear anything. Hello. Ah, now I hear something. Can you hear me okay? Well, yeah, I can hear you okay. Now, yeah, you know, your volume was really low, and uh, I wasn't able to hear anything until you raised it. I don't know why it got so low. You know, that's that's strange. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see that the setting had changed, but I don't, I didn't change it, but something happened. I don't know. Mm, so y- you can't get the feedback uh, without anyone telling you. I'm sorry, mm. say that again? I mean, y- you can't uh, hear um, the sound. No, yourself. I can't hear anything. No, I can't hear anything. Uh, and and how you play it? I mean, do you have a separate computer? No, I'm, it's just an application called VLC. In fact, I think there's I think VLC is also on a on Windows. I'm using that for my playback. Oh, and uh, okay, yeah. I'm beginning to think I'm going to dump uh, TalkShoe and move over to PalTalk, probably. I've been experimenting with PalTalk recently, and it seems to work pretty good, and there are people there. I mean, there are actually people there who are interested in this subject and who talk, (laughs) you know, Mm. unlike unlike TalkShoe. Yeah, but uh, I think it's not free. Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, I mean, a one-to-one conversation um, is free. No, you can do rooms like just like this. I was just in one. Uh, that was when I, I just came back here uh, when I saw that you had joined the room. But, um, yeah, I was over on oh. PalTalk having a conversation with someone in a room called... Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> so if it's free, then yeah, it should it should. And work. it works through the web. You don't even. I mean, they have an application, but it's not Mac. It's a Windows application. But you actually don't need that. You can actually do the whole thing through the web interface. You can create rooms. You can join rooms. You can talk to people. You can't. I, I may still pub. I may still. I, there's no way there to record conversations, but I can record them on my own, and I may stay on PalTalk to publish the recordings on iTunes. You know, through, so I may do all the recording and conversations through PalTalk, and then post the recordings to TalkShoe. <laughs> oh, interesting. You know. As far as I know about it, you know, it was not free. No, it is. I was was just there, and they don't have any of my money. (laughs) So, 
but um, they have special either? services. They have special services that if you want to do certain kinds of special things, then you can pay for it. But uh, if you want to just do this kind of stuff, it's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, what I heard about it is that uh, you can only talk with one person at a time. Well, no, only one person can talk at a time. You have to click. Uh, there's a little image, an icon for a microphone, and when you talk, you have to, you know, put the mouse on it and click on it and hold it. You can actually lock it if you're going to talk for a long time. But uh, actually, at first I didn't like that, but now I'm beginning to really appreciate it because everybody is aware you know, I mean, the thing is that two people cannot talk at the same time. You can't talk over somebody. You, so it, it gives everybody a sort of uh, responsibility to not go on and on. They say what they have to say, and then they shut up. And uh, once so, you get used to that, I kind of like that. You know, it sort of forces people to say what they have to say and then let go of the microphone. Uh, so is it? that much interactive like um, sometimes we stop each other or uh, we say um, let me say something or let me correct you well you can put your there are a couple things you can do if someone is talking and uh, and they're going on and on you can uh, raise your hand to ask to talk okay ah uh, and basically, as soon as the other person stops, actually, you know, I don't, I haven't been there enough to really understand all the details of how it works. But, but my experience, the three or four times that I've been there, is that it works pretty well. And, uh, uh, and ha- have you have you tried being a host there? Not yet. No, not yet. I'm probably going to do that in the next couple of days. I've just been going into rooms and just testing it. I, I, took, I, I, I couldn't get the sound operating right at first, but now I got the sound working. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm oh. not in any hurry because I can be here. So I'm just sort of goofing off over there and exploring and seeing how it works. And like I didn't so, like so, it first, but now I'm beginning to like it more. And plus, there's lots of people there. That's the good thing is that there's lots of traffic there. Hmm. And and still, this place hasn't got, um, you know, the, the traffic hasn't got any better. Here. Well, the traffic's here, but people don't talk. People just come to listen here. You know, I've turned into a disc jockey. All I do is sit here and play recordings. Nobody wants to talk. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm not getting tired of being a disc jockey. Yeah, but you want to find new people and you want to talk about, you know, things that... Yeah. <laughs> so, how many people are there? I mean, oh, who can who can talk in about? One room. Well, in the one room I was just in, which is called "Who Do You Think You Are," which is sort of an odd one, there were nine people in there, oh. and I talked. I talked to only. I mean, most of them are listening, but everybody has an active, well, unless they don't have a headset or sound stuff. But I. I talked to three of the people that were in the room. Ah, oh, and and you think 
um, they're really interested in any um, thing uh, like, you know, talking about language and self. Well, these people, this room was called Who Do You Think You Are? So they're not specifically talking about language, but they're interested in in, uh, the concept of identity, personal identity. So obviously... You know, they'd, they'd probably be interested in the language side of it, I would assume. But I didn't talk to them about that in particular. Hmm. Yeah. So I'll start and, my and own room and call it Gendo, the way, a way of language, and see who shows up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hope it's free because, uh, you know, I haven't. No, it is free. I'm any. telling you, it's not about hoping. It is free. And and the web, no. can, there's a free application you can download called, I don't know what it's called, but but uh, you can yeah, also do Google it completely Talk, yeah. through the website called PalTalk Express. That's the web application, well, the web way of doing it. Uh, it's PalTalk Express, and that's what I'm using. And it's all through mm. uh, the browser. And you need to create a Google account. Pardon me? I mean, uh, you also need to create a Google account. A, yeah, yeah, an you email to, account. You to, yeah, you have to sign in and give yourself a password and stuff like that, yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, I, I tried it once and then I left it, yeah. Just yeah, I once. tried it a year or so ago, and at that point, they didn't have the web interface. You had to download their application, and that is Windows only. So I had to run my Windows virtual machine every time I wanted to do it, and I basically wow. didn't want to do that. But now, I don't need that. I can do it through the web, and I don't need Windows. So, uh, you know, it works great. Yeah. And the sound yeah, quality I mean, is pretty good too. Actually, it's very good. Hmm. Yeah, it, things are improving. So, um, well, try it. But, you know, mess around with it. See what's there. Is lots of rooms, lots of people, lots of interesting stuff going on. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I I should uh, should try it again then. Yeah. And see how it works. Yeah. I'll create an account. Tomorrow, yeah, and yeah. I think you'll uh, you'll it. be impressed. Mm, yeah, because um, uh, you know, I've been with uh, uh, with the guys in um, a high def conference of Skype. Um, I spend lots of time with uh, people there and um, talk to them or. Uh, type simply, and it's um, it's useful. I improved some of my spelling problems, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's still there. And um, did because some of the teachers there are they really strict. I mean, if you if you write write a short I, you know, not a capital one in the beginning. They'll immediately point out uh, you should use capital I 
in the beginning of a sentence. <laughs> so well, yeah. yeah, but that's that's well, that's one kind of writing. If you're writing academic papers, I never use caps. I think that's stupid. I mean, if I was yeah, writing I, a, I mean, you know, um, an article to be published, then obviously I would do that. But you know, but I yeah, usually I mean, don't um, use caps at all. I, I thought about it. Uh, because uh, I remember you you told me once that uh, change everything, uh, you know, don't use any capital letters. You know, I, I um, well, what I did was I uploaded one of your recordings and I told you about it and I wrote the description in, in capital letters, especially the uh, first letters of name and the room's mm-hmm. name and you told me change everything into um small letters so uh, i was thinking what's what's the idea or what makes you do that well it's just easier it's just i don't have to think about it and it you know, I mean, occasionally I use caps for certain kinds of things if it makes the the understanding clearer. If there's some way to, you know, if if it might lead to confusion without the caps, then I'll use caps. But if there's no confusion, if it's clear what I'm saying without caps, I just don't use them. Ah, okay. It's so it's easier. It's, uh, there's there's no. Um real philosophy behind it. It's just that it's more convenient for you. Well, there is and some philosophy behind it. I mean, use, the use of capital letters implies uh, a kind of importance that I don't think words deserve. Some words are somehow more important than others. They get capital letters, and <laughs> in other words, don't. Especially the word I. That, that's, I think, really ridiculous. In German, the word I is not capitalized. Yes. I mean, they capitalize uh, yeah. almost everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, so... Yes, in, in, in Urdu and Arabic, um, you know, the, the equivalent of I or um, is not capitalized. Yeah. Uh, so... Yes, yeah, I, I just mean, don't it, see it, any it, need for it. It just simplifies things. Yeah, it makes typing faster. It, it uh, you know, it's just, it's just uh, one yes, of these silly old ideas that's been around for a long time, and I, I, I don't see any need for it. Oh, and it, and it's automatically changing, uh, especially the language, you know. Um, some people call it mobile language, uh, the language in which you write your SMS and oh, texting. Yeah, 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 that's another thing. Uh, although that's, yes. that's, I've got issues with a lot of that stuff. I, I don't think yes. that, you know, actually I don't think it's, that language isn't really designed for communicating new or creative ideas it's about exchanging formulas that that everybody already knows what you know lol or something i mean there's very little yeah. new information exchanged on those things it's just people basically saying yes i'm here 
<laughs> are you there? Mm. But they're not actually saying anything that anybody gives a crap about. Uh, yeah, in order I mean, to exchange real information, you have to actually use real words. You know? But how you spell yeah. it is another thing, like the word through, T-H-R-O-U-G-H. I usually spell T-H-R-U. You know, I mean, I spell it that way all the time. That's my standard spelling for the word through. T-H-R-O-U-G-H is ridiculous. Yes, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's silent letters and extra letters. And- oh, yeah, there's all sorts of really dumb stuff that uh, I just throw out. The main thing is that you want people to understand what you're saying. I mean, if it leads to confusion, then that's no good. Yes, but the the, the problem with our generation is that we have the image of the word through, you know, with G-H in our yeah. heads. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can read it and, uh, you know, it, it's easier for us to write. And if if you, if you change the spelling, it's it's like learning French. You know, when when people start learning French, they forget English, and yeah. they all the time confuse letters letters with each other. You know, they yeah. forget English spellings, and so uh, yeah. I mean, changing a few words. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, Maybe the language people... is in flux right now. I mean, everything is changing. So I think this is a time of experimentation. I think it'll settle yes. out over the next, you know, decades. Uh, we'll come to some conclusion about how to write English in a way that works. But right now, everybody is sort of making it up for themselves. And I think that's good. Yes, at least you know uh, I've seen that it that it, in most chats uh, we have stopped using the capital I. Um, yeah. So it, it is changing, uh, you know. Yes. Uh, it yeah, is that's changing. another thing is I'm not a very good typist. I mean, I'm getting I've gotten a lot better in the last few years, but I've never been a very good typist. And uh, in a chat room, you know, you want to get it in there fast. You know, you don't want to let people waiting around for you to reply. And, you know, because I'm not a good typist, uh, then, you know, caps really slows me down. I have to think about them, whether they get a cap or not. And I got to put my, you know, it's just, it's just so much easier to forget caps altogether for me. You know, just it speeds up my ability to type a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what I was about to say. Actually, I've I've become a much better typist in the last couple of years. I'm really surprised, you know, that a lot of, I mean, I still look at the keyboard a lot, but I don't, I used to have to look at it all the time. Now, you know, one, I look at the keyboard sometimes, and sometimes I don't. And, and a lot of the words that I use are really automatic, like the word language. You know, I mean, words that I use a lot are are really in my fingers now. I can, you know, like language machine, those two words together, I can type those 
<laughs> really fast without without having to look at the keyboard or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this the word machine is a problem for me. Um, oh yeah, but you type uh-huh. it as many times as I have, and, it, and you finally, you know, your your fingers learn it. You know, your fingers actually learn that. I don't have to think about it or anything. Those two words just come flying out of my hands. Yeah, the, the, this is a different phenomenon that your fingers learn how to spell it, because uh, you know I I have to see the dictionary most of the times again and again. Yeah, with, with this word machine, you know. Yeah. Because I, 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 you know, haven't used it a lot when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. So, you know, the memory of a child is um, different from a memory of grown up, and um, I, I think. Um, it's because because the mind is growing, and during that you know time, um, the way you learn things is much different from what you learn afterwards, because it just yeah. um, you can remember it without any serious effort, um, and if if you know things will become much better if we will be able to create the same state of mind somehow um by some um by biotechnology or yeah changing some yeah. something in the brain yeah um, some drug or something you know yeah yeah, because it's it's important, you know. When I think about it, I think it's it's very important. Um, I can't remember things. I can't memorize things. And when I was a kid, you know, I was so good. You know, my memory yeah. was so sharp. How old are you and, now? Uh, it's um, I'm 29 now. Yeah. And yeah, I can't, I can I can't study like I used to. I used to be able to read really all day, really difficult technical linguistic stuff. I mean, I could read for six, eight hours, you know, no problem. Now, uh, you know, after an hour, I'm exa- I just lose it. I just can't concentrate anymore, you know. I don't mind that. I mean, I've I've done my studying. I don't. I but still, I have a lot of studying I I want to do. But you know, I'm lucky if I can get in an hour a day now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, yes. Uh, but it, you know, it makes me really feel bad. Um, I struggle with lots of. Uh, spellings and especially with with mathematics, you know, calculations, uh-huh. um, multiplying, you know, words, um, and the multi multiplying letters. Um, it's um, I I only remember those which I memorized when I was a child. So 
uh, and I tried to memorize, you know, a few um, multiples and things like that, but I can't do it. And yeah. and this c- calculator has made it, you know, easier. But w- when it's not, you know, around you, then uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I've I've used a calculator for so long now that that uh, like if I have to add a whole bunch of numbers or something, I mean, I used to be able to do that pretty easily without a calculator. Nowadays, I don't even try. If I don't have a calculator, I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> I mean, I could probably do it, but it's just more trouble than it's worth, you know? I mean, yeah. I know I could do it. I mean, but but it's just, uh, you know. But, yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I've always got a calculator. I've got my computer or my handheld, and, you know, if I want to multiply some stuff or add, do mathematics, i got a calculator. Who the hell cares if you can remember all that stuff? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, I think technology is is is, is improving, um, but it's not improving with the pace um, that we need. Um, I think, you know, this argument, you know, we talked about it before that uh, when when the when humans invented writing, uh, some argued that um, it it will you know uh, make us well, it, uh, forget what well, that we did. memorized. Precisely what it did. Yeah, it ruined memory. But who that, that was still, that's a step forward. God, if I had to. Re- if I had to remember everything I have access to now, I'd spend my whole time just trying to remember crap. Who cares? You know, it's just like my vitamins that I take. I take vitamins twice a day, and I kept forgetting to take them because, you know, I'd get up or I'd be busy or something, but I've got my little handheld computer, and it tells me when it's time to take my vitamins. I don't have to think about it anymore. You know, I just... A little voice says, "Take your vitamins, Heron," <laughs> and and I do. You know. Yeah, but you know, you know, um, if if you think about language, and um, uh, so much, you know. Okay, let's only talk about language. That um, without having, um, you know. Um, uh, so much amount of words in your head or in your memory. Um, it's hard to make a sentence, uh, you know, or especially a sentence which which is which expresses uh, you, what you want to say in a much much uh, clearer way. You know, you need to have to have some. Um, memory. Yeah, having it's a very vocabulary important. is very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, if we'll, you know, depend so much on computers or books or reference books or calculators. Well, that's uh, different. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff is, I think, 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't think there's any uh, substitute for vocabulary for having a large stock of words. But I don't, I don't see that as being threatened by technology. I mean, you still have to. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can see that um, such a technology is coming, which will immediately give you information. Uh, for example, um, sort of creating image in a, um, I don't know what it's called, holographic image or what, uh, in three-dimension, three-dimensional space, you, it just appears in front of you, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can read it. So, um, you know, it will be possible that, uh, for example, if you want to multiply two uh, numbers, uh, it will immediately appear in front of you and you'll do all the thing on that or even whatever you wanted to say will appear in front of you in some kind of virtual screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very much possible and it's, yeah. you know, it's, it has started to happen, but still um, combining lots of things. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting phenomena. Let's see yeah. how it works. Yeah, but, I'm not I'm not worried about um, about technology damaging us. Um, I think anything technology can do better, we should let it. <laughs> you know, it's just like you know, it's like computers. I mean, it can do so many things better than I can. Why should I waste my time? trying to do something that a machine can do better than me. It just frees me up to concentrate on more interesting stuff. You know, and I, I, I'm sorry, I don't usually pay attention to what's written in the text chat, but somebody wrote something here, guest three, that I want to comment on. He said, when you start uh-huh. to criticize the times you live in, your time is over. And he's right if you're like an old fogey who's criticizing new stuff. I criticize the times I live in because they're too stupid and retarded. And there's a difference between criticizing the times you live in because it's so backward and primitive as opposed to criticizing it because it's not as good as it was in the good old days. And so, I mean, I agree with him, guest three. I agree with you that uh, a lot of people who criticize the present is because, you know, it's not as, they don't like it the way it was when they were young people. But uh, you can also criticize the times we live in because the times we live in are stupid and primitive and and we need to get on with creating a new world. So I just, sorry, (laughs) Jamal, but I can't say that. You know, know, I've been thinking a lot about this, concept that you know we have this present time and that is important you know the moment we are living in um, you know but um, you know it confuses me a lot because it is it has a direct relation with my past and with my future um yeah it's a point which cannot exist without 
um, the two points, one in the past and one in the future. Um, because I'm going somewhere and I came from somewhere and uh, whatever I have, it has a direct relation with my past. So, you know, this statement is is right in a certain reference, but overall, you know, for example, uh, my personality or my information or my programming, uh, it has it it has got a lot a lot a lot of uh, you know it has got a connection with my past and. Uh, you know, it will be with me in the future. So, uh, you know, it's it, where to draw the line. I mean, yeah, well, say, yeah, saying each of us has to draw the line for ourselves. Yeah, that's a and that's a tough line to draw. I mean, I'm redrawing mm-hmm. that line all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it it's a, it's again a statement that uh, you know. Every second or millisecond or whatever, you're always drawing the line. And no, it's it's not happening this way. Uh, it's much much complex than we. Um, it's not simple. <laughs> this, no. it's easy, well, I'm not it's quite sure what we're even. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <coughs> excuse me. What we're actually talking about, really. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're talking about a sort of vague, a lot of yes, stuff I mean, here. There's a lot of ground, so it's kind of hard to pin it down to a particular answer when we haven't really defined our topic very clearly here. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a famous statement someone made, I don't remember, that uh, when you put your uh, foot in the water, you know, uh, and the next second, it's it's not the same water. That's Heraclitus said that you never step into the same river twice. Yes. Ancient Greek philosopher, yeah, one of my favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, you know, I can understand that in that case, it's, it's understandable. But, you well, know... it's true of everything. It's true of every person. You're not the same person that I talked to last time we talked. And I'm not the same person I was now than I was when um, when we first started talking five minutes ago. Yes. The concept, it, it, see, well, this it, gets back to that basic idea of identity itself. I, I really do think the concept of identity is uh, really an abstraction of language that has no counterpart in the real world. The concept that I am the same me as I was before is nonsense. There is no me that's the same from moment to moment. That's just a figment of language. So, I mean, if if humans have this uh, concept of I... I mean, if if they're aware of this uh, self, um, so that creates a problem that they think that it started from somewhere and it is with them and it will go to the future. You know, I yeah, you right, know, yeah, yeah, I'm the same person I was 20 years 
months ago, and I'll be the same person 20 years from now. I'm me. <laughs> yeah, nonsense. Yes. So it's it's really very confusing um, well, that you only it's exist not very confusing. In... I don't think. I think once you clear up the language side of it, it becomes quite clear. There's nothing confusing about it at all, except that we tend to get sucked into the trance and believe whatever we hear our language machine saying, which you know, which is hypnotized a good deal of time. So yeah, but I. It seems pretty clear to me that the concept of identity is uh, an abstraction that has no counterpart in sensual experience. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, okay, um, humans have this problem, but some animals, um, I think, don't have this concept. So... I can't um, imagine any animal without language having a concept of of a self in the way we do. I mean, clearly, monkeys and uh, and birds even can un- can recognize themselves in a mirror, and they know that that's their own body. That's not a problem, but that's not the kind of self that humans uh, deal with. And I I think human self is entirely uh, dependent upon language. Yes, but but if 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 you if you observe, you know, if you observe some of the animals, uh, it's not that they don't they have no knowledge of what happened with them. You know, uh, they have the experience. Of course, they do. Yeah, yeah, they remember. A dog knows what people are mean to it and which people are nice to it. You know, easily. They they know exactly, you know, if someone kicks them every time they they see the dog, dog doesn't like that person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so if if that dog is uh, is different, you know, uh, with every passing moment, then it it sh- it should, you know, and if it has no uh concept of uh, self, or idea of self, um, then w- how it relates it, um, you know, how how it can remember even the thing which happened with Well, I don't think that that's a problem. I, I say I don't think you need a sense of self. I mean, I think it's quite clear that you don't... Well, again, I, when you use the word self and you, you're talking about human senses, I, I don't their sense of self is not the human sense of self. It's a sense built on the body and and uh, experience, but it's not contaminated. Well, even language. I mean, I, I do think you can use the word language with dogs. They have a kind of internal language. It's not, it's not like ours, though. I think the difference is primarily the way humans have language operating and the fact that it's rec- – I think maybe it's recursiveness, that, that humans are able to think about thinking. And I don't think animals are. I think animals only think about what's happening. They don't think about the fact that they think about what's happening. And I think that makes all the difference. That's what screws us up. And but that's also what gives us science and uh, and everything that's human is that we are able to 
think recursively. We can think about the fact that we think. Yeah, I mean, this is a statement which, yeah, after a long time, I, I've heard a statement which which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes, uh, that we're aware that we're thinking. Yeah. Um, and that creates the problem. Because well, once it can. You... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like sticking the microphone back into the speaker. You get that feedback loop, and if you don't control that, it creates problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and you know, some some drugs actually do that. That they yeah. they t- take you in a state of mind where you think, uh, where you don't think. That you're thinking, <laughs> and well, it solves yeah, lots of yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Again, you know, is, is I think we're, you know, what I, you know, I've said it a bunch of times. I think about electricity in the year 1800. In 1800, they just did not have sufficiently articulate language to talk reasonably about electricity. They just didn't have it so they they couldn't develop a technology they had no power they they knew a few weird things they could do but they didn't have any real knowledge of electricity until they developed new language and i think we're right at that point now with consciousness and these issues of self and that kind of stuff is that we're really beginning now to develop a technology a language that is precise and clear enough to we're going to begin to understand and have some power over our own minds. But we don't have that now. And so you and I are struggling to make sense out of all this stuff. Just like the people in 1800 were struggling to make sense out of electricity. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know that uh, how you can compare um, electricity with technology of electricity with the technology of consciousness. Um, really? You don't that seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah. Hmm. I mean we've already got technology. I mean we have drugs that cure depression. We've got uh, you know, surgery that that can uh, alleviate problems of epilepsy or all sorts of things that we're beginning. I mean, it's primitive. Like I say, we're still a long way from a, a real technology of consciousness, but we're we're beginning to get it. You know, yeah, we're, we're just it, yeah. It, it, there is nothing defined even yet. You know, even the, the consciousness and. Um, Sickness, you know, these drugs are not even clearly defined. Oh, no, you know, no, what is a drug yeah. and what is not a drug? Yeah, yeah, we're still very and, primitive. I mean, it's clear. Mm, yeah, you're right. Very, very primitive. I mean, thinking. Way, what is thinking? It's way better than it was a hundred years ago. And if you think back mm. in the year 1800, you know, in the year 1850. Uh, again, hmm. uh, scientists were beginning to understand electricity, but there weren't very many electrical products available in 1850. You know, I mean, electricity was beginning to be known by scientists, but it hadn't shown up as any really 
practical. I mean, there were no iPods in 1850. You know, they were they were beginning to get some knowledge, but they they didn't have enough to actually do anything useful with it, really. I mean, uh, you know, telegraph was one of the first things that showed up as uh, as a useful tool that came out of the studies of electricity. And I think there are some useful products in the domain of consciousness that are beginning to show up. But, but uh, you know, you're right. I mean, it, we're still just in the beginning phases of this. Yeah, because, you know, about electricity, there was lots of, um, you know, agreement on terminology and... Yeah, they, that has to come. That you're right. That has to come first. There has to first step is to clear up the language so that we can talk sensibly to one another about about something. And we haven't gotten there yet with with uh, consciousness or any of that stuff. You know, we're just not there yet. But I, that's where we are. We're at the point now where we're beginning to clear up the language so that we can start to, the conversation. And that's a big step. Because once we get the language cleared up, then we will start to see some real progress. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been happening, you know. Uh, you know, with electricity, it took us a sh- very short time, and uh, with consciousness, well, you know. Well, we've all, consciousness has only really been studied seriously by scientists for, you know, 50 years. You know, and, and if you go back to, and of course the times are faster now too, so I expect we'll see progress a lot faster. But I mean, if you figure electricity was really beginning to be studied scientifically in around 1800, maybe a little before that. I mean, if you go clear up the first 100 years, even up to 1900, it was just beginning to, to show up with things like electric, electric lights, you know, and like I say, telegraph, and then the telephone. But I mean, that was really the leading edge even after 100 years. So, mm. I mean, really, electricity didn't take off until the last 50 years. I mean, when we developed, started developing computers and things like that, that really changed everything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, there, it's an exponential curve. Things start off slow, and then they begin to pick up, and then, they, then things accelerate very rapidly after a certain point. And we haven't reached that point in the study of consciousness or mind or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I mean, we don't even know how to, t- we don't know anything yet. We're still just in the early phase of clearing up the language so that we can at least use words that actually have some meaning. And, but once that gets, and that is already happening with, uh, you know, uh, cognitive science and neuro stuff in linguistic yeah, studies and everything. Yeah. There's lots of stuff beginning to happen. And you can see it every day if you keep up on the science, that there's just every day there's new stuff. And it's still extremely confusing and, and there you know, the things haven't been straightened out yet, but it seems to me that over the next thirty years or so that that's gonna come together 
and that once it does, it's going to be real fast. That's why I, I'm hopeful that we will see basically an enlightened uh, human species in the next 30 to 40 years. I think once we once we really begin to understand this, it's going to take off immediately. It'll spread all over the world very quickly. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I, I heard you know Terence McKenna a lot, you know, you know, uh, during a few days back. And he, he talks about this speeding, uh, you know, this uh, acceleration of, yeah, uh, you know, the whole process. Yeah, and everything. Uh, yeah, the time itself is speeding up. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean, it, this is hard to understand how time is speeding up, but uh, I, I can understand that the speed of growth, um, especially in technology. Is is speeding up, and it it it's it's you know the, the increase is so much you know um, yes, and and uh, the things we achieved in last twenty years, you know, it's more than the whole hi- human history. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, and the next twenty years is going to be even more. So. This is yes. an exciting time to be alive. This is an awesome time to be alive. Yeah, and 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 you know, he he also talks about singularity, and um, you know, and um, it's, it will be basically that everything will be connected. Um, and uh it will become one this this even this time wave time wave theory it is also linked with that that it it's a compressed version of um yeah you know things yeah. and and how how it will you know how it will be created is by uh you know by um uh, connecting everything together through technology, like connecting the whole planet, you know, yeah. and uh, in this accelerate acceleration, this this is happening as well, you know, and this is a, I think one of the part of the speed speeding of speeding up the whole process that. Things are getting connected to each other. They're and and in this process, they're becoming complex. You know, uh, complexity is a phenomena which um, happens all the time. And uh, you know, I like this theory that na- nature likes complexity and. It keeps on getting complex and complex, and it um, that's how it works. Hmm. Listen, Jamal. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just, strange. It's, it's, uh, yes, it is, but it's exciting, and that's the fun part, is that we are on the leading edge of intelligence in the universe right here, right now, and that's exciting. 
And it, with that, I really have to to get out of here. It's it, I've I've run yeah, it like yeah. I normally do. So uh, it must be. What time is it there? Yeah, it's six thirty-four a.m. It's morning. <laughs> I can't well, sleep. So, can't, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, Jamal, it's so good to hear from you again. Yeah. Please check out Pal Talk because I suspect that's where I'm going to be moving very soon. Uh, yeah, I'll to, tomorrow I'll talk. Yeah, yeah, take a look at it. Uh, I think you'll see that it's pretty good. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming okay, by, so Jamal. Thanks for coming up and talking. And um, yeah. so I'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.